Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We are technically in week number 18, but I think technically the Baby Bowl has ended and all we're doing is looking forward to the Baby Bowl Playoff Edition starting up very, very soon. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing It Over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. If you're willing to uh, participate in the Baby Bowl Playoffs, the pit tweet right there at FI Today with a little underscore tells you how to enter the Baby Bowl Playoffs. But also, if you want to go over to the daddy of the baby bowl himself. If you want to go over to his Twitter page, you can check it out at, at Norton0723. And I have the daddy of the baby bowl with me. Hello, Rob Norton. Hey, how are you doing tonight, Wes? Oh, I'm doing delightful and dandy. It's the end of the baby bowl, brother. We made it through a whole year. I know, I know. It felt like it was uh, never going to end, but at the same time, I'm uh, sad it is. You know, we, we always put out the the caveat of, hey, make sure you play your players if you got them. You know, play those good players if you got them. And then COVID hit again. And so everybody had plenty of players if they had them at the end of the year. It seemed like we had a lot of people to choose from. Yeah, definitely. It was an interesting year for that aspect just because so many uh, backup players kind of like became relevant because of COVID. So it was definitely, definitely even more um, pressing to play your guys as soon as possible and, and you know knowing that any week you might be without those guys or any any week you may have a ton of ton of options all of a sudden become available yeah we're gonna have to remember that next year i hope COVID is completely gone so we don't even have to worry about that anymore that'd be great and very right. beneficial to our dfs lineups as well by the way uh but it, it would definitely be good for baby bowl and just for everybody in in general but rob we have with us a guy who is driving right now actually in the streets of la well we could all be jealous i imagine his top is down well maybe not his top the car's top is down let's not talk about his top the car's <laughs> top is down and he's enjoying the breeze on a nice starry filled night in los angeles it is our partner jeff who won the baby bowl last week the last week of the baby bowl congratulations welcome in here jeff thanks you described that pretty well actually oh did i is that what you're doing great visualization yeah (laughs) my top is off in fact Easy now, but funny. Hey, this is a PG show here, but uh, no. hey, you can find him at Jeffrey Whatever over there on Twitter. Very interesting Twitter feed, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But Jeff, I got to ask you some questions here, real quick. How, how did you get involved in the Baby Bowl? Uh, I was following Rob on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. for fantasy football advice for my for my regular ESPN fantasy leagues, um, and I saw it come across, and I thought it was a great. Um, a great thing that you're raising money for. Uh, and uh, it also fueled f- further fueled the addiction I have to playing more fantasy football. So it, it took, ter- uh, took care of uh, two different things at once. <laughs> and and uh, now, Rob, have you ever interacted with Jeff? It seems like the first time you guys have ever talked uh, verbally together, but on Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. We've uh, interacted a few times. I think we've DM'd a few times and, um, you know, I've talked to him, you know, interacted over Twitter different, um, numerous different times. But yeah, this is the first time we've we've actually been able to get to talk to each other. So it's definitely nice. Yeah, uh, and, and Jeff, you are in California. Rob's over there in Cleveland and everything. It's kind of cool how the Twitter world, I'm in Alabama, cool how the Twitter world can just unite people like that. And especially for a great cause like Baby Bowl, like you were talking about. I love the Baby Bowl chat room. I love the Baby Bowl interaction that we have amongst each other. It feels like something special is growing there, Jeff. Do you feel, feel the same way? Yeah, no, it's been really, I, I think that's a great addition. I did the Baby Bowl playoffs last year. 
Um, and that was, that was, you know, fun doing it on its own, but, um, I, I've enjoyed getting to know, um, some of the, some of the other people who, you know, have a similar interest to me, um, and have the same weekly quandaries of, uh, start sit questions and all of the content that's being pushed out. Yeah, definitely. Now, Jeff, you, you had real good success last week in the baby bowl. You said you kind of finished mediocre, like in the middle of the pack this year overall, but last week you finally got your first baby bowl win. Is that right? The first baby bowl win you've had? Uh, yeah, I, uh, my highest score by, I don't care to mention how much for the season, but yeah. (laughs) Well, now Rob, he he ended up putting Russell Wilson in there, Detroit. I don't know. I should have known this. You guys know me. I'm a conspiracy guy and I should have, I feel so disappointed that I didn't think about Russell Wilson playing maybe possibly his last game at home. And I didn't play Russell Wilson. Hey, I just lit it up last week for the Seattle Seahawks. Ended up giving you Jeff 28 baby bowl points what made you want to play russ was it out of desperation or like he's going to do it this week because he hasn't done it all year well i feel like my whole lineup was a little bit out of desperation but um (laughs) i i don't know why i heard the narrative all week that that russell wilson's not not as good a play as you think and everywhere i looked it was it was downplaying um downplaying his his upside for the week which i found very surprising um one because detroit stinks um, and because Detroit's offense has been better, right? So you have to score against them now. Um, but also because it, it seems like over the last few weeks after a complete lack of connection between him and DK Metcalf for what months, um, yeah. it seems like they had finally been getting something back to, to what they, what we're used to from them. Um, and so it just seemed like a, a prime opportunity to, to deploy both of them. Yeah, and you stacked them up with Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf, like you talked about. Rashad, of course, got 33 baby bowl points, and DK got 31 baby bowl points. Rob, I want to switch it over to you real quick, because I notice here that that he ran it back with, and I hope I say it, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he deserves to have his name pronounced correctly at this point of the season, who had 36 baby bowl points. I, I, did you play any of those stacks as well? And, and I see that he ran it back. Did you do that in any of your lineups? Um, in terms of DraftKings, yes, but in terms of Baby Bowl, no, unfortunately, I, I was considering Amonra. Um, I just, I had, I, I kind of screwed myself up in the fact that I was trying to get too cute in the past few weeks and kind of like plan it out too far ahead. And mm. I, I kind of misplayed, you know, a quarterback's situation here and there and then i had two kind of kind of had too many running backs and receivers left so um i i didn't end up getting amonras in what like i wanted to yeah i i think jeff that that your lineup looks very similar to the millie maker i think i think this week it was awesome who won that millie maker at least one of them i don't know how many millie makers there are on dfs uh DraftKings stuff but i think your lineup looks very similar to his and what it was because he went off with all the Seattle guys too. And he ran it back with them on receipt bound. So that was a very good build by you. Well, I should have signed up for something that paid out uh, a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have. Uh, I don't know how much. Play. <clears throat> hey, let me ask you this though, because I know you got your eyes on a lot of different football things. Saquon Barkley, you put him in your lineup. It looked, that looks like a desperation play to me because there's no way you should have started him against my bears. I'm just going to tell you that, right? You should have started him against my bears, Jeff. And you kind of dug yourself a hole. He only gave you 10 DraftKings points. 
What do you think, Jeff, about uh, Saquon Barkley heading into next year? If you're in a redraft league, is he first round? He's not first round. Is he second round? Is it, where is he falling there for you? Well, first of all, he was a sympathy ad. I'll have you know. Uh, my girlfriend is a diehard New York Giants fan, um, and I could not, in good conscience, leave him, uh, leave him to die on my on my unused player list. So I, I I felt like I owed that to my to my girlfriend to uh, to put him in. Um, I did not I did not want to. It was not advisable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing, right? Like he he he's someone that when you look at him when he's healthy, when he's right, he is as good as anyone, if not better. Right. But, uh, with how bad that team is, which is not going to get better anytime soon, you mm-hmm. would, you would think, right. They invested in Daniel Jones rather than an offensive line. Um, they invested in a, a marquee quote unquote wide receiver from Kenny Galladay, uh, again, instead of help for, for other parts of their team. So, um, it's interesting because if Saquon falls to you in the third round or even the second round, right, it feels like you might have to take him. Yeah, that's a I mean, think about the upside that you can get from a player like that. Christian McCaffrey's a similar potential faller, right? People are just going to be so sick of of taking him and, and losing him for a season. So there's a, there's a few guys like that going into next season that are going to be really interesting you have to take them if they fall to you kind of players, even though you're going to grit your teeth at it. Yeah, definitely not first round. I mean, it's like, like you said, when he falls to you the second round, third round, maybe late first round, that's where you're going to have to start snatching those guys up and feeling good about your pick, at least hopeful anyway. Right, Rob? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Jeff nailed it on that. You know, Saquon's been a guy, I mean, we saw, I think it was his rookie year. He was the number one overall player. Um, and so we, you see the potential, you see the explosiveness, you see how athletic he is, but yeah, it's going to be interesting what they do. You know, there's a lot of rumors out there that he could get moved to Miami. Like that keeps getting brought up. I don't know how, how, how true that would be or not, but it would be interesting to see him somewhere else. But at the same, and cause at the same time, um, the giants, I think I saw the other day that they're in the fifth, they have the fifth least amount of cap space heading in so i mean it's pretty astonishing that a team that bad has you know that little cap space so they're in they're in a a rough spot i mean and especially i mean i'm pretty sure his his contract probably or i I don't remember his contract situation if they signed him long term or if they if it's coming up soon but um i think his rookie deal should be uh, you know, getting getting done pretty soon, so they're gonna have to make a decision. And, and if I was them, I would not sign him as good as he can be. Yeah, that's interesting thought. It does an old man good in the year and eras of fifty fifty backfields, running back by committees, all those kind of things, shared snap counts, all that stuff. To see a guy like Devin Singletary finally getting the production that he needed in the backfield of the Buffalo Bills and seeing him become, I don't want to say an elite back in the NFL, but somebody who's getting the usage like I thought he deserved for a long time. He's very quick. He's very fast. He's very bouncy. And I think that's everything opposite of what Zach Moss is. And you put him in here, Jeff, this week. How how good do you think Devin Singletary could possibly be in the backfield if he gets this kind of workload? I think he can be consistently above average. I mean, 
when he when he first came in and and got what was what was basically a full workload a, a year or two ago, whenever that was, I mean, he was a weekly starter in my in my redraft lineups. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was kind of a gold a golden ticket kind of very late round if not if not waiver wire type guy who just slotted in every week and then and then everyone gets so excited about Zach Moss and some of these other guys they brought in who look terrible on the field uh and and so I think Singletary is is a very competent and and uh, he's a guy that he needs more touches right he needs 14 15 touches full workload and he can be he can be a relevant starter every week and that's going to be important for Josh Allen's career going forward, too, just to take some of that workload off of him to have that dependable running back so he doesn't feel like he's the guy who has to get it in the end zone on a running play inside that 10-yard line when everybody has kind of got their eyes on Josh Allen. I think that really helps open up the offense. It adds another dynamic there. And Stephon Diggs isn't necessarily lighting the world on fire there anymore this year. So I think it's important to have for Buffalo to have Devin Singletary really uh, – you know, come around this time of year. Look, you had Dawson Knox in there too. I gotta, I gotta bring <laughs> it up. I, I know you wanted me to avoid it, but he gave you a big goose egg over there uh, in Buffalo. But I love how you built this lineup, man. Uh, Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley, who you had to do for your girlfriend, so that explains that one. <laughs> then you built that stack with Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, and Amon St. Brown, and then uh, you threw in those couple of Buffalo Bills who were playing something against that Atlanta. Uh, Falcons. So that was very, very cool, Jeff. You did a great job with building that lineup, buddy. Thanks. Uh, can someone explain to me how uh, Dawson Knox ended up with zero? I didn't get to watch that game. And one week after I trusted him, I rode him in my in my other leagues, even though he was facing the, the, the Patriots and everyone told me not to do it. And he was fine. And then he goes against the Falcons and he can't he can't do anything. I, I don't know, Rob. He only had like two targets, maybe, I think, even. I was frustrated with that, too. I played him as well, so um, I'm trying to figure it out as well. I, I did see at times there were – yeah. I generally watch Red Zone a lot on, on Sundays. So when I was watching Red Zone and he got targeted at least once where it looked like he was going to ca- get a touchdown. Um but yeah, they just, you know, it just didn't come through. And uh, it was definitely frustrating because, like I said, I played him as well. And I needed, I needed a good week to try to stay in that top five. It didn't work out. Wow. I just clicked on Dawson Knox's name. All right. And on, the, on my fantasy league, and we appreciate my fantasy league for being a helpful aid here to the uh, Baby Bowl and, and for the Baby Bowl playoffs coming up here real soon. And I clicked on Dawson Knox's name and I can see everybody who played Dawson Knox for the entire, you know, this this one week, and there was a lot of people who played him, and I can also see uh, like who played him the entire year each week. It's pretty cool to be able to see that. Uh, that's one of those things I have not clicked on yet for Dawson Knox, but I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I, maybe he pulled an Antonio Brown or something at half. I don't know. I don't know why Jeff he did not get as many points, well, any points whatsoever. It looks like a play like I would do, Jeff. So. <laughs> That was very good. And to find yeah, no. a zero, to find a zero is very difficult to do, but I have mastered that art in Baby Bowl, Jeff. Yeah, well, I mean, and to overcome, you know, somehow <laughs> I think that was my first, my, my first zero of the whole season, and it, it, it came in my highest scoring week. If that tells you anything at all, no, that's Perse- great. perseverance. That's what that's what I call it. <laughs> 
at Jeffrey Whatever is the guy joining us now. Jeff, I want to do I do I do want to talk just for a minute about this that you were talking about before because everybody we talk about fantasy football a lot, but then there's a lot of life stuff that ends up happening as well in our lives. And one of the things I noticed as I was scrolling down your timeline on Twitter at Jeffrey Whatever over there on Twitter was, and I'm going to mispronounce it. You, you guys know I'm going to fumble my words around, especially when it's words that I don't normally use. Uh, <laughs> and this is one that at J World Watch. What, what is all that about, Jeff? Yeah, so I work at a nonprofit organization called Jewish World Watch. Um, that's an anti-genocide um, organization that um, tries to make a difference in the world through education, advocacy, um, and on-the-ground relief projects um, in countries like the Democratic Republic of the Congo, um, most re- more recently with uh, the Uyghurs in China, um, in Tigray, which is located in, in Ethiopia. And we were founded in response to the uh, 2003 genocide in Darfur. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's intense work. Um, you hear about a lot of things that that you that doesn't come across in in kind of everyday everyday news. Um, and it's there's some heavy heavy hitting information, but it's it's pretty rewarding. Yeah. Now, when you say genocide, I think of terrible things, and that is like people who are intentionally. Uh, hurting others to the point of death even, right? I mean, that's what I'm thinking about, and that's what that is, correct? Oh, yeah. So uh, if you, I mean, the, the the easiest comparison, right, the most contemporary and, and widely known comparison would be the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, that that is, that is quite literally what we're dealing with. Um, uh, that's, that's ongoing currently in China. Um, there's a big, there's a big, um, debate right now uh going on because china is set to host the winter olympics um beginning in february um and there's a big debate whether a country that is uh acting in such a manner should host them um and it's actually similar to the 1936 winter olympic uh uh, the 1936 summer olympics uh that was hosted by germany uh when adolf hitler uh probably a name that was has not been mentioned on this podcast before um uh when adolf hitler was um was running uh, Nazi Germany. So there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels between the two um, as we lead up to those things. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's there's more than one million Uyghur Muslims in China that are, that are currently incarcerated um, just because they're Uyghur Muslims um, yeah. and then uh, being forced to do things like, uh, you know, forced assimilation in Chinese culture. And, and and it's yeah, it's really bad. Now, it, 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 Hitler has been mentioned here whenever I've brought up the conspiracy theory of him looking for parallel universes in the Antarctica. Okay, Jeff, so just don't don't underestimate go. my abilities to bring up Adolf Hitler in a podcast. Hey, uh, Jesse Owens, right? I'm glad almost I'm not right the down first. the road. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob's going. What is going on right now? No, <laughs> Hey, to hear that though, to hear that kind of stuff, I, I once again, I, people, the Baby Bowl is so. Uh, unique. It, it it has people from various. We have guys from Hawaii in there. I think we got people from other countries in there as well. Um, not, not I know Hawaii is not a country, but we got people from other countries in there as well. So it's cool to be able to learn about different people in here, Rob. It's one of the things that I love about Baby Bowl that you and I've always talked about is we get to meet so many different people. I love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's always really interesting to hear like like what Jeff was talking about, like what people do, you know, outside of what we see on Twitter and, you know, what kind of th- 
things they're doing to make a difference in the world and with you know or just their general you know everyday lives and and things like that and it's it's really cool to you know get to connect with different people and and from all walks of life if you want to learn more about that, like I said, jump over to uh, Jeffrey's Twitter page there, at Jeffrey whatever, over there on Twitter. And you said the White House has recently uh, – what, what did they pass a bill or what did they do with that, Jeff? Um, yeah, so so at the end of the year last year, um, they passed the Uyghur Forced Labor Protection Act, um, which uh, I, I won't go into too many details. But essentially what it does is um, it it puts the burden on – um, American companies or companies importing uh, products from China uh, to prove that they're not made with uh, with slave and forced labor um, from from uh, the Xinjiang region region of China. So okay. basically, it's uh, it's trying to fight the ongoing genocide there. It's one of many tools that we're fighting for, but it was a it was a pretty big and and in some ways um, surprising bipartisan united effort um, to get that passed. Wow. Wow. Look at that. What's, the, what's the motto here at the end of the show always? To go out and find a way to make an impact in somebody's life today and listen to what Jeff is doing over there. Make sure you check out his Twitter page at Jeffrey Whatever to find out more about that. And I'm sure there's ways to donate to be able to fight those causes as well if that interests you. Rob, that is fantastic. We have had Jeff on here who won the Baby Bowl week number 17. There is no Baby Bowl week 18, but we have the playoffs coming up and they, everybody can still join that to be able to give back to those causes that we are supporting as well with the March of Dimes and Ashley's Embrace. Did I say that right? Ashley's Embrace? Yep. Yep. That's both of them. All right. 20 bucks to enter. And is Jeff in? Do you know if Jeff is in and all signed up and ready to go? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I am. Yeah. Are you? Okay, good. Good. It's hard. Uh, it, it's, as I say, it's hard for me to keep track sometimes of offhand with so many different people, and I'm, you know, DMing every every person individually, trying to make sure I I got everything lined up and everything ready to go. So I always I always get nervous that I'm gonna say something and say something. I I I think recently I um, DM somebody and at, and said something like, hey, just a reminder to get in there, and they were like, yeah, I'm already in there, and I'm like, uh, sorry about that, and <laughs> I just get in a mode and I'm going just running through the names and trying to trying to figure it all out but you haven't sent me my dm yet and i don't think that i've signed up but i know i still got a little bit of time left when is the cutoff day um i'll probably take it all the way up until basically you know pretty much the day of the first uh playoff game so what is that next saturday i'm sure so i'll probably you know be willing to sign people up basically all the way until that point, maybe even, even later than that, just considering like if people want to get in, they would have to just understand that if they did happen to get in after that point, you know, they're just going to be at a slight disadvantage technically with, with not being able to choose players that already played. So, you know, it's only to their disadvantage, but once, once the first entire weekend of the playoffs runs, then it's it's completely final. Um, yeah. And once the first game starts, basically that will probably be mostly mostly final. And it, at that point, it'll just be on each person individually if they want to take that disadvantage on themselves. Okay. All right. And and are we up to the thousand mark yet? Like Da Walker says, we're going to get to. Oh yeah, at least at least. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. We're we're actually at. I think I the last time I looked it was like 107, 108, what? What? yeah, something, something like that. Um, now that's assuming everyone, everyone, yeah, 108. I'm that's assuming everyone signs in and pays um, before we before we go, which that didn't happen 
any time before, so I'm not super optimistic, but you know, a guy can hope. So we'll 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 see how it goes. And um, worst case, though, you know, I'm expecting probably worst case at least eighty plus minimum. 80 plus minimum. All right, that's good. We're going to get over the 100 mark. We're getting over. The, we, I haven't even pushed it yet, Rob. We're getting over the 100 mark, buddy. I, I've been waiting for the last minute because you know people are procrastinators. So I've been kind of waiting for the last minute. Uh, Jeff, you you finished. You said middle of the pack. We we got to have a winner here over the entire baby bowl. Rob Norton, can you go over our final 10 players, who are top 10 players in the baby bowl for this year, Rob? Go, ten, go from 10 to 1. From ten to one, let's yeah. check it out here. Well, you don't have to, you know, just just go ahead. Wes Easley is number ten, right? Logan <laughs> is number ten. I know I'm in there somewhere. No, I'm not. All right. Um, so at ten, we have our guy Jesse Clark. At nine, was yours truly? I dro- I dropped down. I was. I was Julia Norton. Julia yeah. Norton, number nine. No. Okay. <laughs> um, at eight, Bo McBig Time. Hey! At seven, J.B. Cho knows. Oh, J.B. Cho, eh? top five finisher, I think, last year, right? Somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah, I think he was third. So he's he's got yeah. me by, I think, two each time. Because last year I was fifth, and now I was ninth. And then last year he was third, and now he was seventh. So J.B. Cho knows. Yeah. Um, sixth, we have Michael Steinberg, the YHNY dad. Yeah. Um, fifth. Our friend Max, that's the S Fantasy um, All right. FB. Mm-hmm. And then fourth was Sports Fanatic, uh, Falcons wow. 023. He was up there at the top every single week, almost, it felt like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He did great pretty much every single week. And then third was Evan Brown, who he was the he was a three time winner, uh, yeah. weekly, weekly winner. So he was kind of like somewhat of the opposite of, of Sports Fanatic, where he Evan had, you know, three monster weeks and then he had a few down weeks, but he was able to, you know, have a lot, obviously a lot more good than bad. Um, number two was our guy, David Walker, uh, <laughs> fantasy guy. Um, he's, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's been part great, great to have DA in there, uh, always participating in everything. And I'm happy for him because I know the baby bone means a lot to him. It means a lot to a lot of people, but I know DA is a special place. He, he's got a plaque somewhere of his championship win he went out and made one yeah he definitely he's definitely um a really active participant in there you know in the in the baby bowl chat he really loves it you know him and i have talked before privately and stuff and like we've talked about with him on here you know he lives fairly close to me i mean probably within 10 minutes 15 minutes so um i'm sure at some point him and i'll probably get together sometime to you know have a drink or have some something to eat sometime but yeah he's 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 been really great so it was nice to see him finish there at second and then uh our guy coop a fiasco andrew cooper Uh um finished in first he pretty much had it wrapped up after after um even before heading into the week he had such a big lead so um yeah he did he had a great year fiasco he'll be joining us next week i hope we can work out our schedules to be able to look ahead to the baby bowl things congratulations to all those top 10 finishers uh and and especially to coop for finishing number one that's awesome to be able to see all that now jeff you we talked about the baby bowl playoffs do you have any strategy heading into the baby bowl playoffs at all what do you you just play people from the afc you save all the nfc guys are you gonna just try and stack them up the best you can or do you have a strategy my strategy is to do the opposite of everything that I did for most of the season 
uh, in the regular in the regular season. <laughs> All right, well, take that and flip it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, because I found a lot of zeros, so I'm trying to find some points <laughs> on the board this year uh, in the Baby Bowl playoffs. But that sounds wonderful, Jeff. We really do appreciate you being such a great participant in the Baby Bowl. We congratulate you on your top finish of last week, and we thank you so much for uh, supporting the Baby Bowl and look forward to competing against you in the playoffs, my friend. Thank you very much. All right. All right, Rob. Uh, Good job by you. I look forward to getting the DM from you to give me a reminder to join the Baby Bowl playoffs, and I will do that. Make sure you check out Rob Norton's pinned tweet if you want to join, at Norton0723. You can also find it over there at the FI Today with a little underscore uh, pinned tweet as well. And don't forget to follow me, at Lofanet on Twitter. Follow Jeffrey Whatever on Twitter. And we appreciate you so much for making time to listen to the Baby Bowl and participate in it. But more importantly than those things, we always want you to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 